Where do lanterns come from? Lantern festivals around the world. Up, up, and away! Hey, this is Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. This is episode 16. We're talking about festivals. I love festivals. Not as much as I do. I'm Carmen. And I'm Heidi. And we fell in love with festivals, I guess, because we traveled overseas. We've been to India, South Korea, and I lived in South America for a while. We saw a lot of these things that had lights on them. And I guess you could imagine these are lanterns. Yes. (laughs) What is a candle and a paper mache globe? At night, it's just a beautiful sight. And during the day, they'll be brightly colored. But what, what really when they come to life, it's when you go outside, it's dark. But then you have like this path of like lights and, and lanterns that just, I don't know, they just deck the, the night and it's just beautiful. So we wanted to talk about these lantern festivals that have become so popular, especially in the U.S. now. I am so excited. I'm about to go to my first one. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, we went to ones overseas, but in the U.S., this is going to be my first one. First one in the U.S. Well, it's fun. I know, because you you went to one in Charlotte. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I went to one. One of the gardens around here had a an Asian lantern festival, and they it was like all of the lanterns were actually animals. Oh, that's cool. So they had a whole safari full of animal lanterns and then some hippos and some really, really, really tall octopus. Oh, not octopus, jellyfish, jellyfish. <laughs> that's a big difference, Heidi. Like if you see, oh, this it is was- a pretty octopus <laughs> and it becomes <laughs> a deadly jellyfish. No, it was jellyfish. It was a lot of fun, though. I really enjoyed it. And I got to introduce my boyfriend to lanterns. Whoa. So these were stationary lanterns? Yes, they were. So you walked around and looked at them, but they were stationary. Gotcha. Well, some of them, they had like me- mechanical mechanisms inside of them that would allow them to move. Yeah. So it was like 3D. But yeah, they were really pretty, though. A lot of people were there. That's cool. And I'm about to sign up thelightfest.com. I just got a text message today. I was like, they are spying on us because we're going to make a podcast uh, today. We're going to make a podcast episode. And I just got a text saying like, hey, sign up now for Nashville's Light Fest. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's Big Brother. So I'm really excited because it's going to be in May. And I'm going to sign up tonight. So these are the type of lanterns that like float in the air. So I'm super excited about that. They're, they're like everywhere. So you can sign up wherever you want. But where did these come from? You may ask. I don't know. Where? I know. They just happen to be a popular thing. So we got to see like a lot of paper lanterns in Seoul, South Korea. These paper lanterns are special kind of lanterns that are from China, Chinese and Japanese origins. And so they can be from paper or like a silk mesh. And usually they use bamboo because bamboo, bamboo, bamboo is everywhere. And it's super cheap to to grow and then to chop up into little pieces. And it's super hard. What's neat is that they can make these really tall structures that could be really light. And then you can have like these beautiful lanterns if you have the stationary ones. So Modern paper lanterns have battery-operated lamps. 
even though it's not fire hazard, if you still have a rainy day, it's still going to be a bad day because <laughs> then you could have electrical problems or you could be electrocuted. So, but they're outdoors, so it's really pretty. That's an interesting fact, though, Carmen, because most people would think, oh, paper lantern, if it gets wet, it's ruined. Yeah. But traditionally, there's so many types of paper lanterns. So, but the statue ones that they would build with metal and wood, the paper can get wet and it doesn't ruin. Yeah, like repels. Yeah. And oftentimes you find a lot of lantern festivals around water. That's true. Isn't that interesting? I didn't think about that. Oh, Carmen, it's like yin and yang, fire and water. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> so the culture obviously has become like super popular, even around the world. The traditional ones, and we saw this in Seoul a lot, where they use mythology or they use myths that's very typical of their culture. So there's the Cinderella story that was portrayed. And then there's, of course, the wall and some of the, the castles and stuff like that. So, But then you can also have like Pepero. No, Popodo. Popodo? Pepero. The cartoon. Oh, Pororo? Yeah, Pororo. <laughs> I thought you were saying Pepero. I was like, I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> Pepero are these sticks that have chocolate around them. And no, not the sweet. The <laughs> She's talking about Pororo, which is... A blue penguin. A penguin. A little blue penguin. <laughs> and what is it? Robobot? Robobot? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah there's robot. another one. So, like, these pop icons that, like, kids like, they may have them. So there's a little bit for everyone. So not only that you're, they're challenging for the artist, but then also people are just like, oh, yeah, I know that, you know, and get their picture taken. Which, by the way, it's really hard to take pictures with these things. It is. It's very hard. You, like, basically have because to Because do... it ends up just being a light, a light blob. I know. And so you have to, like, do an HDR version, basically where you take different pictures of like dark light and then you put them together. All that to say, it's better to do video or to watch, just enjoy the moment. Some symbols that you may see is joy, celebration, good fortune, and longevity. That is usually a huge component of a lot of these traditions is that good fortune and longevity that you want to live for a long time that you'll prosper. And also, there are a lot of um, icons sometimes that are to represent, like, to banish evil so that only good things come to you. China, obviously, is the originator. They have found, like, evidence that back B.C., like, 200 years B.C., they found that the there's a myth that says Emperor Ming, he had a dream, and he sent a scholar to India to get Hindu scriptures. So when the scholar came back, the emperor ordered building of a great temple for scriptures and ordered in it many of paper lanterns to symbolize Buddhist power. So today paper lanterns are associated with festivals and I guess he just thought of them as like decor first with all this other, I guess, learning, learning stuff like a library. Normally you see these outside. They're not to really decorate a room per se, so... We've got three basic types of lanterns and it's the hanging ones, which is what you would kind of, they're, they're normally like round or square and they would hang in a temple or you would hang them in a room or hang them somewhere symbolizing prosperity and good luck. If you have been to a Chinese restaurant, 
you see them. They're red. They're round. They have little tassels. Tassels. Yes, tassels. I thought you said castles. Tassels hanging off of them. And so those are the type of hanging. Flying is the second type. And these are the ones that you can actually write a message on with a marker or some type of highlighter or something like that. You can write a message on them. And oftentimes you write a message to someone that needs to be remembered or you write a message of hope or a wish even. And then you open up the lantern and light fire underneath it and it fills with hot air and then you release it into the air and it floats higher and higher and higher until the flame goes out and it falls down. And then the third type is a floating lantern. This one is a great one to do with a couple. So your significant other, (laughs) otter. (laughs) We saw a lot of couples in Korea lighting a little lantern and then you set it off into the river for it to float and it would be like the thing couples do but do you remember Carmen that one time that we went there yeah the couple lit theirs and they sent it off and it caught on fire and burnt (laughs) I know like what does that tell you about your future (laughs) I think there was like a running joke like if it doesn't make it down the river then you're not gonna last long I think there was also that like superstition like holy crap this is going to go up in flames <laughs> so yeah it was pretty funny like you could so. see their faces though it was just it was like priceless they were just like whoa like what happened and then like even one time the one that caught on fire like one would catch on fire and then there's so many in the water that yeah if you go it would bump into another one and catch the other one on fire. And then yeah. that would bump into another one. <laughs> and before you know it, every couple's dreams just went poof. <laughs> went up in flames. But at least it's on water. I know. I mean, it's a, it's a safe, fireproof area that it just extinguishes together. Yeah. Now, the flying ones are fun because same thing with the, the flying ones. My dad and I do something very similar. He's learned it in Scouts. They're called fire kites. So if you know what those are, they're pretty fun because you can light them up. They rise because of the hot air. So yeah, it's made out of newspaper. So it's like the poor version of these flying kites. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the flying ones are are probably the most popular in the U.S. right now. Um, yeah, they don't take up although, space, which is nice. They just go up. They don't. I, th- I think like half of the states in the U.S. have banned these. Because they were getting so popular and people were wanting to do them at their weddings and there wasn't proper fire control. And so you have to, I think you have to have a license in a lot of states to be able to even do it anymore. Well, I'm going to one in May if I sign up. Remember when we went to the Mud Festival and they had that huge giant like water tank thing that would just like spray the whole crowd? Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to have something like that if something like, you know, at at these things that are. They don't. (laughs) <laughs> they don't i will tell you from my from my experience i have gone to a lantern festival but you didn't go to the ones that they go up did you yes yes Here so in the me US? and my boyfriend yeah oh. me and my boyfriend went to a lantern festival um early on when we were dating because i really liked that and i was trying to show him something that i like and we were out in a big open field with almost no trees around and they everybody t- they taught us how to do it you know Everybody did it together. It there was n- the fire marshal was there just in case something happened. Yeah, but there was no water tower. 
and no extra water than whatever the truck could plug into. And some of the, as everybody's releasing them, some of them went and got caught on a cell tower and caught the cell tower on fire. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I mean, it exploded like it was exploding. And then a bunch of fire trucks came. They didn't have a big old tub of water. They just had whatever the faucet thing that they plug into. Fire pump. Yeah. Water pump. What's it called? It's a fire hydrant. hydrant. Fire hydrant. They had a fire hydrant. And it was really difficult because they're trying to shoot the water straight up. But also, what state were you in? North Carolina. I mean, Tennessee is not even better than that, but... (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. You You let us know, Carmen. (laughs) I hope they do have a water jug just for you because... (laughs) I mean, it's entertaining, but apparently... I mean, a cell tower is pretty expensive. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you also may see some of these lanterns in different colors red of course is the most common it means joy and good fortune did you know that the red lanterns are also featured in like marriage and birth ceremonies i didn't know that but they can hang like you can hang them outside of the doorway of your houses to indicate oh someone had a baby or someone just got married yeah and then blue is the opposite it represents sickness And a decrease in energy. I think that's a nice way to say dying. Sure. Why Um, not? And so white represents death and mourning. So if you see the white lanterns hanging somewhere, that's kind of sad. So like we said, lantern festivals have become extremely popular in the U.S. Um, And I think this is because they're really beautiful and there's so many varieties like we talked about. I'm going to tell you the three best Flying Lantern Festival. Since we talked about so many different kinds, they're like each Lantern Festival, depending on where it is, uses a different type of lantern. But, you know, sending the lantern off into the air is probably one of the most beautiful as well fun. So we're going to talk about these three. And you get to participate. So the first Sky Lantern Festival that we're going to talk about is the Pingji Sky Lantern Festival. This takes place in Pingji, Taiwan. This is the type that we said, you know, like you can open up and you light a ball in fire and it heats up and then takes off like a hot air balloon kind of thing. But what makes this so beautiful is they set off more than 100,000 lanterns that fills up the night sky. So you can just get beautiful pictures of all of these lanterns floating up in the dark sky and it just makes incredible pictures and it's really, really breathtaking to me. Are they near shore? Or just like an open field like you did yours. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to Taiwan. It's an island, so. It is an island, but this this city that it's in is actually not near water. So maybe oh, near a river or something. Yeah, it's okay. definitely landlocked. So cool. I don't know. That would be interesting to see how that works. The meaning of the festival was in ancient time when village watchmen's what, they would mm-hmm. light up lanterns to signal for refugees to come back to their homes so it was because it was safe. So oh. it was like the Lord of like, the Rings where they yeah, have the fire. When they light <laughs> the, the fire mountains. torch. Yeah. Exactly. So this was the, how now, it originated. On. Have you ever thought of that? Like once you light it once and you then turn it off or whatever, stop it. Do you know how much work that would be to like put more branches on those mountaintops 
like you have to like or do you have like a box full of twigs on the side that you could just replace really quickly have you ever thought of that um i haven't but i know in the movie they were like logs they weren't twigs so they didn't have a I lot know, of logs that would but be I so bet much it's kind of like though. you could dump water on it and then pour like gasoline or lighter fluid on it and after it dried and it would light again like it wouldn't burn all the way down i know but i don't we're know talking, that's a discussion they, have, they did not have lighter fluid back then i don't think lighter fluid existed in lord of the rings did it no but i mean i'm sure they had something that was flammable that they could put on it to create fire again because the other thing is nothing sets on fire that fast. Do you see how fast in that movie they lit up? I know. CGI. They were, really, they were really, you know, shaving those sticks together to make it really. Anyways. Anyways, the main know, activity. I want to know how those things light up real quickly without lighter fluid. Lighter fluid. So the main activity for this lantern festival is for you to take the the paper lantern and you write down on it your desires, your ambitions, and then when you light it, you send that message up to the heavens. So this was very, very similar to the type that I went to where we could write our wish or our dream on it and send it up. And these things aren't small either. They're actually very big. So the second festival is in Thailand. It's called the Yi Pen San Sai Floating Lantern Ceremony. That's a mouthful. But it's in Thailand. This festival is held every year during the full moon of the 12th month in the Thai lunar calendar. I know you guys know exactly what that means. Not. But legend says that it is a ceremony to pray to three different gods. And then this was kind of later adopted by the Buddhists in honor of Buddha. Buddha, Buddha. The interesting thing, so this lantern is like a cylinder of paper about one meter high with wire circles around it. Uh-huh. And it is suspended from the bottom. Well, suspended from the bottom of the lantern is like a little tray that holds cotton and kerosene. Okay. So it's a, it's a little bit different. It's high tech, man. Lighter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> kerosene. There you go, Carmen. Anyways, it's believed that launching these balloons can send someone's bad luck and misfortunes away into the air. So this one is basically like, okay, you feel like you're really unlucky. You, you keep playing the lotto and you're not winning. So you're going to light a lantern and you're going to send that bad fortune away into the air and it will leave you. Yes, and apparently it will always leave you forever and ever. <laughs> and then lastly, our third one, which really surprised to find out where this is located in Poland. It's called St. John's Night. It's in Poland. That's cool. Yeah, and it's basically a celebration of summer and thousands of lanterns are just set off into the sky to create this beautiful array of lanterns in the sky. It's just really, really pretty. There's no particular lantern for this one. It just varies in size, color. You can still put a personal message on it, but the like the message would go inside of these. So that's really interesting too. And it's supposed to bring good luck to those who celebrate it. I've never been to Poland. And I didn't know they even, even the Polish are into lanterns. Those are just the top three. There are... Several more lantern festivals, just to name a few of the big ones. You've got the mid-autumn and also the spring lantern festival that take place in China. China gets two. You've got the Seoul Lantern Festival in South Korea. 
And then you've also got a festival of lights in India. There's a lantern festival in Vietnam. And then a really cool one that's closer for anybody who lives in the U.S., but still kind of far away. Hawaii actually has a lantern festival. It's now on my bucket list, Carmen. I know. The lantern festival is on my bucket list because this one's really cool. You have a square paper. That's why you like it. (laughs) It's warm. warm. (laughs) Well, and just so you guys know, it's on Memorial Day this year. So if you're looking to take your memorial plans to the beach, I'm telling you, take them to Hawaii because this is really cool. Each lantern, it's a square lantern that you can write a story or a note or something like that on each side of the lantern. Yeah. So you actually can use all four sides. Oh. It's square and it sits in its own little boat. Aww. So it's got this little boat that carries it and then you li- just light a candle inside of it and you send it off in the water. And then it burns up. And the water is just covered in all of these little lantern boats. You do not want to be caught swimming in that lake at that point or that ocean you shore. Don't, but it has to be beautiful <laughs> because it says like estimated 50,000 people Whoa. join on the beach and they send thousands of these things. It also says they live stream it. So if you can't go, maybe you would want to watch it. But it's just a moment of remembrance, reflection, and offering gratitude. So I like the meaning behind this one a little bit more because you've got four different walls you can write on. So if you want to remember someone or you want to reflect on something personal, you know, or just be thankful for what you have, you can just write all these little things and you send it off into the water. And thank goodness for modern technology because you could just take pictures of those sides so you can remember your day and what you wrote. Before it burns to pieces. It is. And so you just look out of the water and there's just like hundreds of thousands of these little gratitudes and memories. That's cool. Floating in the water. But but my thing is like, who cleans that up? The ocean. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, someone has to. <laughs> someone has to clean it. I mean, they, do they get people out there? Probably. I mean, you know, it's paper, so it's biodegradable. Heidi just highlighted the big ones. But if you are like, I'm itching to go to one near me, there's two types that we've seen so far. One is thelanternfest.com. You can just search for your city or for a city that's near you. And then also there's another one that's called thelightsfest.com. And we'll keep those in the show notes so that you can click on those and check them out to see what's near you. And then you can go see one of these air hot balloon lantern flying in the sky thing. So yeah, so the lantern fest is actually the one that I went to. Okay, um, and I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to the lights festival. So Heidi's going to post a picture. Do you have a picture of Lantern? Yes, Fest? I have lots of pictures. Cool. And then whenever I go, I'll post my picture. So then we can compare and contrast after May, hmm. I guess. And yeah, then I can tell better? you if we had water, <laughs> we had water hydrants near ours. Looking back, I think they should have gotten water. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so cool that that these companies are, you know, they're bringing something new. Like we, we talked about the color run last few times, and now we talked about this. There's so many fun things to do here in the U.S., even though you're just like, I think I've done everything. I bet you haven't. So when we were in Korea, our favorite place in Seoul is called Jongro, and it's a big white street. But then also, at one point, Seoul was trying to expand. And so they're like, let's cover up the rivers. And then they realized our city is becoming really ugly. So then they uncovered 
a stream called the Chung stream. And what's really neat is that it has like this modern architecture and it kind of goes down, maybe like a story down and you can walk. It has like a promenade. I guess it's like a canal stream. And once a year in November, they have the Soul Lantern Festival which it's the length of the stream. So it's really, really long. And Heidi and I, we had our cafe learning foreign exchange. And that was like on Jongro at the coffee shop. And then we would walk down and we would go see the lanterns. And it's all free, which is really cool. So it's all free for the public. It is free. So they they have like this huge like arch that says Seoul Lantern Festival. Oh, just so much fun. Like you definitely have to be bundled up because it's so cold. But what was your favorite other than like the because I learned a lot of folklore and culture because they do a lot of myths. Yeah, they have a lot of like cultural guards. Yeah. Like what it would look look like. Like they would reenact like some of the lanterns would reenact a moment in, in history. So, yeah, um, maybe King Sejong or something. They would have a lantern of him and maybe some guards carrying him or something. And so that was really cool. So there's the Lantern Festival on the stream, but then there was another Lantern Festival that was like out on the street where they set up tents and you could buy different things and they had music and dancing. Oh, the Lotus Festival? Ah, yes, that was it. The Lotus Festival. But they had like paper lantern lotus flowers. Yes, yes. And they were really pretty too. And I think that was in the spring around Buddha's yes, birthday. Yes, because it was very nice outside. I went to the Chongi Chong Lantern Festival three different times one year because <laughs> each group of my friends wanted to go. And then I wanted and to go so, and I was like, I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. So I ended up going with three different groups of people because they were like, hey, no, this is the truth, Carmen. They were all like, hey, we have a foreign friend who needs to experience our culture yeah. And so they all invited me. So they all wanted to show it off to me. And so by the third time I was there, I think whoever I was with was like, oh, have you, you I've been wanting to take you. I've been wanting to take you. And I, I tried to not tell whoever it was that I had already been twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lanterned <laughs> out. Like telling me everything about it. Like it was my first time. And I think towards the, like the end of it, I guess I was zoned out because I had seen it three times. Yeah. But they were like, oh, you've already seen it? Have you already seen this? Like, you're not interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I am. It's just really cold. <gasps> and I think it was raining that night, too. I got kind of nervous because sometimes I think one year we went when it was like sprinkling and I was nervous that like the lights because some some of the it was all electric. And so one of them was down and then it, all of a sudden like <laughs> came back on. And I was like, oh, OK, Um I don't feel comfortable being by this river and then there's this lantern in the middle of the river <laughs> uh, or stream. So I thought that was funny. But it's neat to go every year because then you can see what, I guess, repurposed or added on a new section. And so that's always neat to see what's going on. So uh, did you remember the ones that they're like musicians? And so they had the, all the traditional Korean drums and flutes and stuff. Mm -hmm and yeah. violence well and there's like a soundtrack that kind of goes with it as you're oh yeah through. that's true and they do have the chinese animals too the zodiacs yeah the zodiac animals jungro is really great because then afterwards you can go and eat which we would get pajang the pancake yes that was because there's just enough food 
for sharing, but then you're not super stuffed afterwards. So, but after walking so much, you might need to get fried pork and rice. Mm. I love that stuff. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, so good. If you get a chance to go to Korea, do it. If not, you got your flying lamps, lanterns that you can do here in the U.S. All right, Carmen, I look forward to seeing yours. Make sure to check us out at nextstopchannel.com and post your pictures to Instagram at nextstopchannel. Let us see where you go. Pingits. <laughs> How do you say that? Pingzi? Ping, you speak Chinese? Heidi, I no, we don't. <laughs> Pingzi? Uh Pingzi? Pingzi? I don't know.